Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Where the Fuck Are the Popcorn Bags. Glad to be back. This is the podcast where we tell you if a movie is worth watching or not, but not before we give you some tidbits and then go watch it while we get some snacks. I am the one and only Mantis Debogging, and uh, saying poop vagina will never not be funny. Poop vagina. You will. Mm -mm. It's a slow burner. And I'm Brianna, and welcome to Chub Rub Season. <laughs> Today we'll be watching the 2022 American action comedy film, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Before Brianna and myself get into the movie of the night, we're going to give you some small tidbits that we saw on the internet, and then give you our expectations. Before we get into the movie, though, I just want to say, welcome back, everyone! It's been a while. We took a bit of a break. It was it was well enjoyed. I was across the pond up in Canada. So that was fun. <laughs> that was a good time, you know? A lot of different stuff over there. Culturally crazy. They have ketchup Doritos. Weird. But, you know, it's things you learn to live with when you're traveling internationally as a mm-hmm. the, you know, as a globetrotter myself. Mm-hmm. That's something that I've learned. How are you, Brie? That's interesting. Doesn't matter what your name is. Tidbits. Ladies and gentlemen, the movie of the night is the <laughs> unbearable weight of massive talent. Of course, starring the one and only Nicolas Cage. Why this movie was created makes actually a lot of sense. Uh, I think that he's the perfect person to have a movie like this on. He was a Oscar winner. He's fallen from grace in a weird kind of way, like a Bruce Willis kind of way. And he does these weird Bruce Willis movies. But now he's clearly back and he wants to be in the in the more mainstream. This movie fucking bombed. Uh, it had a budget of $30 million and it made 28 From what I can tell, the critics like it. Well, I will get into those scores in a second. But it's written and directed by a man named Tom Gormican. Uh, and he has done this. And then he did... Um, he created the show Ghosted, which is, I've actually always wanted to see, but I've never gotten around to it. Brian, have you ever watched that with Adam Scott and Craig Robinson? It looked good when it came on and it just... Didn't it get canceled? It definitely got canceled. Like, yeah. 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 Like network canceled? Yes. Yes. 100% network canceled. It looked good. I just, I mean, Fox, that's tough. That's a tough go. It looked, it seemed like a show that would be good, but how long could it have been good for? I think they did the right thing. Sorry. Let's, I, I, we should watch the 16 episodes one day and see if it, the, the final episode lets it have any justice. I literally think they just chopped it in the middle of a season, so probably not. Um, Ouch. This movie, created by Tom Gormican, the man, the myth, the legend, though, stars Nicolas Cage, obviously, as I just mentioned, Pedro Pascal. Uh, which I feel like when I first saw the trailer, Brianna was the the hook for me. I was like, "Oh, son of a bitch! I love this guy." Tiff- <laughs> Tiffany Haddish is in it, um, and Neil Patrick Harris Grogu. is also in it. Now, yeah, I wonder if Grogu's going to show up in this thing. David Gordon Green is in this. Um, I think he plays a director. He is a director. Demi Moore is in this. Weird. What did David Gordon Green direct that we watched? Uh, oh, he's directed a shit ton of things. He directed, I think, Superbad. No, not Superbad. I'm no, I'm sorry. Pineapple Express. Um, but he also Halloween. 
He uh, he did he did Halloween with uh, fucking Danny McBride there. Okay, all right. Um, and he's done like Vice Principals. He's done like a bunch of Danny McBride stuff. Uh, Hot. But the unbearable weight of massive talent, on the other hand, is not directed by him. It is directed by. I mean, maybe one of his underlings. That would probably make Tom sense. Tom Brady. Maybe it was like a, was he was like a PA. Name? Tom Brady. No, Tom Brady. If he was going to direct a movie, it wouldn't be a Nicolas Cage movie. It would be a Tom Brady movie. Tom Brady's the only person that should be directing a Tom Brady movie. You feel me? Mm. Does that make sense? And his wife should write it. Giselle should be the one writing the Tom Brady movie. See, that's where I would go. Well, honey. And then just Tom speaks no. in broken English the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> speaks as it's written um are you excited for this movie brianna at the because t- at the time of this recording it has a 7.1 out of 10 on imdb based on geez forty-seven thousand reviews which is a lot uh on Rotten tomatoes it has some pretty good scores it has an 86 percent critic score based on 291 reviews and a 87% audience score based on more than a thousand reviews. The Hogs are enjoying it, not as much as everyone in the Rotten Tomatoes world, though, because it has a 77% uh, Google user score, but 77 on Metacritic, too. So that, like, everything's kind of crossed the board around the same area, which I find interesting. So it probably just did not make a lot of money because. Goodness, I don't know. It just—it doesn't seem like a movie that's gonna pull in a crowd uh, in today's in today's world. What do you think, though? Uh, I excited think for that it? I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. I know when you sent me the trailer, I was like, "Woo!" And then I remember being bummed out that it was going straight to theaters, and I was like, "Oh, oh, why'd you do that to me?" Yeah, that's but like an I Amazon also... Prime movie. Yeah, I remember it came out around the same time, like, The Lost City also came out, and I just think it was, like, a weird time to be going to the movies. Like, there was nothing that was, like, really tickling people's fancies to be like, I gotta go to the theaters to see that. No. It was just, like, kind of a lull. It came out in late April. When did when did Multiverse of Madness come out? It was probably still, you know what I mean? Like, I think we were all waiting for that. Also, with inflation, movie tickets. God knows how much movie tickets are right now. $30 to go see a Nicolas Cage movie. I'm good. No thanks. You'd hit the matinee. But you know what? This movie could be so good after we watch it, Brianna, that maybe I will spend money to go see it. Or or maybe I, no. I you know, in retrospect, I would. It, no. Only in retrospect. But, but we'll, we'll no. find out. Um, all right. Do you have any expectations or tidbits that you would like to uh, divulge before we do this thing? I think part of the expectation is that I don't have tidbits. Okay, yeah, that's good. Do you have a? I think that's pretty. That's pretty normal. Did you? Come, I know it's been a while, but did you come up with a secondary synopsis? No, 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 no. We blew it with all of our sponsors. I can't get any of those back. Right, that's uh, fair. That makes the sense. The synopsis, I think, doesn't help the situation. Okay, can I hear it? Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. My secondary synopsis has never helped the situation by any means. Okay. And I'm not going to blame myself, but I am going to blame myself because I put myself in charge of all that. And, um, you know, if you don't follow up with yourself, you never do it. Are you, are you buying time so you can find the normal synopsis? Because did you not write that down? No, I have to... 
re-upload it into my mm. phone because it, mm. it goes away. But are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I also just want to point out that, again, the expectations that I don't find any tidbits, I'm not even going to be, I'm not going to even lie. I'm not going to be coy with you. I didn't look up shit about this movie until <laughs> 15 seconds ago. That's fair. That's, I think that's what we're all expecting. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Again, I had a whirlwind of a week. Yeah. Give me, give me a break. Get off my dick. I just want to have some glizzies on the fourth and like call it a day. Call it a day. So this uh, this is actually shorter than the title almost. In this action-packed comedy, Nicolas Cage plays Nick Cage, channeling his iconic characters as he's caught between a superfan and a CIA agent. The end. Okay. Well... All right, we'll see. Do you want to guess which one's which out of Pedro Pascal and Tiffany Haddish? Which one do you think is which? What do you... Wait. Exactly. What? Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, everybody grab your stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And in three, two, one. (laughs) Oh, we're back. (sighs) From watching the unbearable weight of massive balls. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, <laughs> Nick Cage. Brianna, what did you think of this movie? I loved it. Did you love it? I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, goofy, uh... funny, cerebral. <laughs> I mean, speaking of goofy, it's it's no extremely goofy movie, but it's, it's uh, a very meta, clever, uh, like... <laughs> I don't I I enjoyed it. Like the the comedy in this was spot on. The only thing that really didn't get me going was the action. Um but I mean that was, you know, it was just kind of typical. They just went comedy. along with it though. Yeah, right, right, exactly. But I thought the dialogue was fantastic. I thought the story was fantastic. Um super super all in. Did you scroll at all? I did do some light scrolling, but for the most part I was watching the movie. Okay. Um it, the movie itself, you know, it matched my expectation. I was very excited, and I'm still like, okay, I liked that. That was good. Yeah. Excitement I, level is, is good. Yeah, I I was also doing some light scrolling, um, but it didn't take away from the movie at all for me. This was, this was pretty good going into the second act, I felt like, which I feel like, you know, some, some movies tend to drop off there in the middle, and this was going strong halfway through. I thought that was honestly part of it, the strongest part of the whole movie. Um, but, I don't know, there was like a there was a whole Paddington 2 reference that, that really came full circle. <laughs> I know, I think and, I need to see that. Yeah. I've never I, even seen the first one. I, 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 I just think it was, I think it was really good. Um, you know, there's a, there's a, like Nicolas Cage mentions in this movie, Brianna, there's a moment for everything, right? Uh, there's a, there's a moment for every movie, I should say. And so like, you know, it's, it could be based on season, uh, attachment, availability, time of day, like well, how you're feeling. Like there's so many different reasons to watch a certain movie. And th- I think this has its place. I didn't pay for it. Brianna did. Brianna, would you pay for it again? Would you go to a movie theater to see this? No, I think right now for five ninety nine on Amazon as a rental, it's appropriate. I don't feel like I got duped at all. Yeah, and I think that it like if this was on a Netflix or a HBO Max, Hulu, totally something to pop on, enjoyable, fun for the whole family. 
This is totally a both a friendship and a relationship movie. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed it. I agree with all that. I am. I don't. It's, okay. It's not that I feel duped, but I feel like in a couple weeks, maybe by the time this episode's out, it'll probably just be free in general. Oh, one hundred percent. It'll <laughs> it'll probably be on Prime Video just for free. Yeah. Probably after Bezos sees it though, and he's like, "I just why don't we just have this for everybody? Can we make a second one?" But again, I don't feel duped. I no. think five ninety nine was an appropriate amount. Totally. When they, where they get you is when they make you buy the movie for nineteen ninety nine. It's like, Ooh, I don't what, like what, that. What are you doing? Or, what if I don't like it? Exactly. Or a fourteen ninety nine rental? Fuck off. Oh no. What no, are you no. doing? If remember when we were stuck at home? Yeah. I would have a hundred percent. I don't not for this particular movie, but I would pay nineteen ninety nine for a movie that I could have saw in the theaters. Oh well, that's we've talked about. We've talked about that too. But this to movie at nauseum. The... <laughs> this movie, it felt like a really good five ninety nine. Maybe it might not go straight to free in a couple of weeks, but it might go down to like a two ninety nine sale. And we've talked about that life hack of buying the sale and then waiting to watch it. That is a life hack. If it's on sale, you can buy it and then save it. There's no, there's no time constraint, and when you, you can you really got to pay attention though till after. Those you get a couple pop up windows, and you got to make sure you click those right, or you'll fudge it up. Yeah, don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. Now, Nick Cage really, I think, showed a lot in this movie. Bree, I think that he showed that he's very much in on the joke. I think that he understands what he, you know, like who he kind of portrays himself as. So many references to just like weird pop culture things that. That have become Nick Cage esque, you know, like the pillow, like the pillow, <laughs> like the pillow, yeah, like the a, sequence pillow. A lot of good shit in this movie that's just weird, and you're like, oh man, like that's funny that Nick Cage is 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 like bringing that to light. <laughs> I think it was very on the nose. I think he did a great job, and I think it was the smart move. And like just the the whole like how meta it was, just the fact that the whole movie was about Nick Cage kind of getting himself back into an accept acceptable like public eye but at the same time being like i've never gone away i'm doing all these movies why does everybody get on my back for doing these movies but i still want to be back even though i've never been anywhere like i think it's they did it so well um i would love to know how this movie was conceived i'm probably i probably could have done some research and figured it out but oh well i'll just i'll sit in the, the the upside down and 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 just think about it in fantasy land um and i i don't know i just Bree, do you like? Do you think that like they just they really knocked it out of the park for this kind of movie? When was the last time we got this kind of movie? Very, very, very like if you don't know who Nick Cage is, this movie means absolutely nothing to you. But I feel like yeah, but everybody has a a grasp on who Nick Cage is. I feel like well, I think that I think this movie is definitely for people between the ages of twenty five and fifty five, right? Like that makes sense. I'd say even like 65. 65? Okay. Okay. I'll take it. 65. Um, Good stuff. Good stuff. I know. I feel like we haven't... You don't get a lot of these movies. We get a lot of movies like The Lost City where there's like famous people playing famous people that are in on like the joke about aren't famous people interesting. But this is like nick cage being in on his own joke and i like it no and everything comes full circle the writing was great 
Um, they clearly spent a lot of money on it. I, I mean, $30 million is a lot of money, but it's not too much. I feel like they did a good enough job. And they made the budget back, which they obviously lost some money on the marketing side of things. But at the same time, I bet they didn't have to do too much marketing or sing too many marketing dollars into it because it carried the weight of Nick Cage's name and kind of the good, funny, clever ad campaign they did leading up to it. So I feel like they probably didn't lose too much money, but they definitely lost money. And Pedro Pascal is so hot right now. So hot right now. Oh my God. <laughs> He's so good in this. He's so funny. He was so funny. He in this. is. He was he was perfect for the the role he played and I I enjoy. I was like I was wondering if they were actually friends. They 100% could have been friends. The whole movie I'm going is this did they conceive this movie together by like hanging out? <laughs> That's how is like is this how meta it is? Like they're talking about creating the movie but they actually this is how they created the movie. Well, fantastic. And then at the very end, which I will get into in the spoiler zone, was I thought that was a nice little touch. At the very, very end there, Brie. I thought it was mm-hmm. a nice way to close mm-hmm. off the movie. Um, popcorn bags, score. What do you think? Out of 50 popcorn bags, I'm going to give it like a 38 out of 50 popcorn bags. Nice. Ballin', ballin'. I thought you were going to hit the 40s. No, nah, no. That nah, wouldn't nah. be appropriate. <laughs> I just I scroll I scrolled too much for the 40s. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm giving this a 35 out of 50 popcorn bags, which is a very respectable score. Totally respectable score. Great score, in my opinion. That's a solid movie score. 35 out of 50 popcorn bags. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. Yeah, that's, 100%. That feels right. 100%. And we kind of already touched on the uh, recommendation, which is like a, you know, it's kind of a, like, yeah, like, there's there's stipulations to it. Re- rewind if you forget. Spoiler zone. Rihanna, favorite parts, least favorite parts. Start me off with your favorite parts. One of my favorite parts was Neil Patrick Harris. He plays Nicolas Cage's agent. Um, there's the couple beginning scenes with Neil Patrick Harris. They're uh, they're getting beaten by like these leaf things. I think it's like a an ancient medicine, ancient Asian medicine, where they, they yeah they beat you with like these leaves to get all the the bad energy out of you, and it like circulates your blood. But they're both experience it differently like neil patrick harris is like "Ooh, this feels so good Ooh, i like it and nicholas cage is like ow is it supposed to hurt this bad are they called rapes <sighs> it's definitely not grapes it's are they rapes <laughs> i feel like it's something that has to do with rape <laughs> it's something that sounds bad but it's not yeah You're like oh it's not yeah, like, something like that it's not like rape but it's like rape something along those lines um, I liked that part. I really liked Pedro Pascal on this. I thought he he was perfect, and I I like seeing Pedro Pascal as a comedic role. But I also like seeing him with Grogu, so it's tough. I think that <laughs> his comedic presence in this was something like a Channing Tatum in Twenty One Jump Street, where mm-hmm. where it's like, well, I may, maybe a little different because Channing Tatum is a little more based on his looks, but Pedro Pascal. Like he just, I, I wasn't expecting him to be as funny as he, he was or like play the character so well. He played this, this like bumbling drug cartel leader or more like a stooge, a front man, a face man for the, for the cartel. And he was just like a child and he really loved Nicolas Cage and he just wanted to hang out with him and he wanted to make a movie with him. And, uh, it, it was so well done. <laughs> it was so well done. It was so silly. Such a silly movie. 
Well, the whole movie that they talk about inside this movie, like the one that Pedro Pascal wrote a screenplay for, they talk about the whole thing as if, like, they're making the movie, but that's actually what the movie we're watching is about. It's Yeah. Well, <laughs> so they're, well, they're, like, well, giving, like, suggestions on, like, yeah, it should be, like, a funny funny movie but then there should be a kidnapping and there's a kidnapping in the movie and then they say that like uh it should one of my be favorite, a drama like a well, buddy well, comedy and <laughs> one of my favorite parts was when nick cage said you know this the people like dramas but there's got to be something that moves the plot along and then all of a sudden he gets a ding on his cell phone and it's from his daughter or from uh from the cia um, and they're like, did you get the girl? Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's, it's very, very, very on the nose. It's very fantastic. Um, one of my favorite parts was the ending where they were all watching the movie that they had created. And like the, there was, there was a scene where the daughter was going like, hi daddy or something like that. And <laughs> his, da- his daughter gave him shit for it at the, like after the scene, it was v- very well done. I, I say you definitely go check it out. That's, that's, that's my favorite part. My favorite part is telling people that they should go check out this movie. Your favorite part wasn't at the end when they were watching Paddington too. Well, the Paddington two was, was clever. <laughs> Uh, Pedro Pascal made uh, Nicolas Cage watch Paddington 2 because they were talking about their favorite movies of all time. And Nicolas Cage cried and he was like, fucking Paddington 2 is awesome. And then he watched it with his daughter at the end. So it was sweet. There was very a decent amount of sweet moments in this movie that didn't seem very, uh, didn't seem shoehorned in there or like unnecessary. I felt like they did a good job of touching on that without making it feel like, oh. I also think that um, Tiffany Haddish and... Uh, that other tall, goofy white guy did a good job as the CIA agents. Because the whole time, I kind of thought one of them was in on it. Yeah, me too. Ike Cock and Balls. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's his name. <laughs> um, no, no. Just like Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish died, right? At the end, she got shot Yeah, they killed. both died. Yeah, right. Um, what about least favorite parts? Ooh, jeez, you know, I'm kind of stretched thin for least favorite parts. Me too. The wife's the wife was like random, and I wish they picked a more like yeah. recognizable to me actress. I would I was gonna say the end of the second act, the beginning of the third act, was a little scattered, and the wife scenario like when they once they brought the wife and daughter into the picture, it was it felt unnecessary. Obviously, it meant a lot to Nicolas Cage's arc in terms of him realizing that his family is the most important thing, but. It, it it felt kind of scattered, and they pushed it along a little bit. An hour and 45 minutes, not bad, I don't think. Uh, could have been an hour 40, but that's splitting hairs. Yeah, at that at that point, there's, we're just being bitches. Yeah. <laughs> but I felt like the movie was timed appropriately, and I will be the first person to call out a, lo- a movie that's too long. Yeah, 100%. But that's all I really have for least favorite parts, Brianna. Um... There's there's no sense in in extending this longer than it needs to be, y'all. Okay, uh, you know, Brianna and I are gonna cut these bad boys down. We're gonna stop cosplaying as reviewers. Our insight is <laughs> is, is extremely minuscule, and you don't need to hear us ramble on. Uh, we're gonna babble about it. We're gonna give you some hot takes, and we're gonna let you know if it's worth it. That that that's what you get for both your eyes and your dollar balls. Uh, this is the podcast for your hot girl walk. All right? It is. So, 
20 minutes. That's what we're going to try to keep it at. 25. 25 minutes. That's, 25. That's a good it's app. summer. That's it's summer. You want that tight summer Yeah, body. you want that tight summer. 25 <laughs> minutes, girls and guys. Get get out there for your hot hot people walk because we we're not gender biased here. Hot people walk. Except, but if you want to call it a hot a hot girl walk, go for it. But you I don't, don't like to be the, a girl. I don't like the sound hot boy walk. Hot boy makes me want like a hot dog or something. Mm, hot dog walk. <laughs> this is for your hot dog walks, all right? <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, everybody. We love you. Thank you so much for listening and coming back with us. If you're listening to this right now, that means that uh, it's been three weeks and you still want to hear what we have to say. So we love you and we appreciate it. And we'll see you next week for sure. Uh, Probably watching Blue Bayou or something like that. Brianna, say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye, Beans. Just fucking just sitting in here.